You are listening to an exclusive on Pod Hub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim? I don't know why I can't say your name today. Uh, it's very easy. It's Rosati. But what up, Jim? Happy Wednesday morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Um, hope you're feeling well since we had the latest day. So, yeah. I am. And I appreciate that. But as always, if it's not Tuesday, it's Wednesday. It's all the same. It's probably probably for the best. We didn't really have much to talk about on Tuesday with the off day and everything. So, yeah, Wednesday, there's more stuff to talk about now. Very true. But unfortunately, we have to talk after this crucial loss last night to the Dodgers. Um, crucial loss and another uh, another play. Do we have to? Do we have to, Jim? We don't have to talk about it too we, much. But, I mean, oh we, my gosh. We should talk about it. Just, I mean, it was just not too long ago we had to talk about the Will Craig situation. And now all of a sudden, we got to talk about Cabrian Hayes. And that's the thing of all people, right? Cabrian Hayes. Like, you would assume that maybe we're talking about, I mean, not Wilmer Defoe anymore because he's gone. Maybe it was Tom. Right? Maybe Kai Tom actually hit one out of the ballpark and he missed first base. That I could be like, you know, son of a, this is why you're a rule five. You know, this is why you're DFA'd. But Cabrian Hayes, I'm a little shocked on. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, just an absolute. big blunder mental error whatever you want to call it uh i think you know they were they were trying to figure out on the telecast on the broadcast last night like when was the last time this had happened in major league baseball i think it's been at least four decades but uh for anybody who doesn't know i don't know how you couldn't know at this point at least four decades <laughs> oh my it's god been at least at least four decades since someone in the major leagues has homered and been called out for missing a base <laughs> so we uh we made it we made it about a week you know we, we made it out about a week with somebody who uh on this team you know didn't do something that all of major league baseball is now laughing at but it's just yeah it does suck because it's like oh well this is this is actually our best player it's not just like (laughs) a guy who was it's not a guy we've dfa'd it's not a guy who's going to be dfa'd it's right it's our absolute best player who did this and it's like uh (laughs) 
So it's, it's hard to get mad at him because it's like he hit a homer. Like he hit a homer off of Walker Bueller, right? Yes. But, and like that's he, this whole thing. Like it's just, <laughs> of course, interesting in so many ways because for one, you're right. It is the Pirates' best player. You know, it's Cabrian Hayes. He's a top prospect. So part of this kind of, I mean, I don't know, in a sense, and I could be wrong. I don't know. But in a sense, this kind of just shows like, it's just weird. Like even like the, the Will Craig situation, right? Like it's just something was in your mind. It's not as if you're just like this terrible baseball player. I mean, you've made it to the big leagues. You know baseball in and out. Just just a, a lapse in your head, right? Like even mm-hmm. Brian Hayes, like just slaps in your head. He was he was just there, keep looking at the baseball. It goes over the fence and he rounds first and doesn't touch first base. And I guess like I don't know, like in my mind, how do you not know you didn't touch first base? I mean, it's clearly an object that yeah. has a familiar feel to it <laughs> that you must touch, and you would know if you touched it or not. And he didn't, and yet he kept going. And kind of like with Will Craig, like, all you have to do is step on the bag. But because the moment, the situation, you're like, I got to run and chase down this guy to home plate. So it's it's almost like showing now it could happen to anybody. But yet, like, something like this happened twice to just pirate players. That no, like you said, and that hasn't happened to nobody in four decades. Yeah, I mean, it's another one where, like, literally there have been so many, I mean, I live in Kentucky. I'm six hours away from Pittsburgh. No one here, like, as far as, like, my my friends go, cares about the Pirates, right? Sure. And they have they have blown up my well, phone twice this year. not too many in Pittsburgh year. do either, so. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've blown up my phone twice this year, and it was Will Craig, and then last night, I get, I get these. I get these links sent to me like, Jim, did you see this? I'm like, yes, I saw it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So, okay. So, to Brian Hayes is up the bat. Hits and drives this ball. And you're just looking and, and everyone's just hoping it stays fair. Like that was, that was really the, the thing about the home run. You know, I, is this yeah, thing fair thing. or foul? Um, and then, of course, you see them, you know, go to the review booth and you think they're checking to see if it's going to be fair or foul. And it had nothing to do with that at all. It was if he touched first base. But that was the first thing. Like, OK, is it going to be fair or foul? You see the review like, oh, it's definitely fair. Cabrian Hayes, home run. That away, dude. Right. And it's taken away. And like, so here's the thing. Right. So it's like it's just everything about this is so weird. Right. He hits a home run. But now th- there is no home run. It's not a home run. The ball went over the fence in fair territory. It's not a home run. Walker Bueller now all of a sudden doesn't give up a home run. <laughs> like like yeah. like his his pitching ERA and stats are looking very nice now. So you know and like it's it's a fly out. Like everything about this is just just so weird. You know it's like it never happened. Yeah, it, it was. I was dumbfounded because, like, first, like you hit, he hits the home run, and you're like, "All right, this is insane!" Like, like you're 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 of basically course. just like basking in the greatness of Key Brian Hayes and all that he is. And then they go to the replay booth, and then like, you well, go and do something run. like this. <laughs> yeah, and then you see the umpire say that he's out, and it's just like, "What in the world?" And I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired, Donardo. I'm tired of stupid stuff happening. <laughs> like, just, just don't be stupid. Yes. 
but but like as many people pointed out and, and we've already said here like it's hard to like i almost empathize with with hayes because it's like i mean he, he just i he had some momentary lapse in his brain where I don't know why, but he never, he, he, he had to have known he missed the base, but he just didn't go back. Like the ball's over the fence. If you know you missed it, just stop and turn around and hit the base. Like just to make sure, you know? Right. Um, but even if it makes you, what even if it makes you look a little, even if it makes you look a little stupid for a second. Yeah. I mean, it'll be, it, I know the Pirates didn't make him available to the media last night. So I'm sure at some point he will be made available and he will be asked about this. Um, so he'll have to explain to people what, what happened in his mind. So, but you, like you mentioned, you, you have to know that you didn't touch the base. Right. I, I've played enough sports. I've played enough baseball and softball in my life where like, if, if I, if you do something wrong on the bases, it, you know it, right? Like it, you know if you're if someone tags you out before you get to a base. You know if like you know the answer to the rules, right? All the time. Um, like even if the umpire is wrong, you know if the umpire is wrong or not. Um, and and something as easy as stepping on the base, it's not something that you would would miss in your head. Like you you know whether or not you hit a base or not. Right. It's, right. It, that's clear. <laughs> it, it's literally, it, like you mentioned, it's an object. It stands above the ground about three inches. You know if you touched it or not. Um, just like you know if someone misses a tag on you and they, they call you out. Like You, you know that. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's, it's uh, unfortunate to see it happen to Hayes because he is such a good player, right? Like he's doing all these incredible things, right? And you know, for the next, for the foreseeable future, Hayes is going to be the guy so, across like Major League Baseball. You know, I'm not talking about Pirates fans. Pirates fans know how good he is, but for the foreseeable future, people are going to know he Brian Hayes is the guy who didn't hit first base. And for like a while. that's the thing. Like you know, yeah. we, we talked about with Will Gray and said, now granted, maybe he has a major league career. You know, maybe he does have something, but the thing is like, he'll likely go down and be remembered for that play he had. Right. You know, jokingly, I was like, you know, you go off and hit 300 home runs. Right. But remember for that, the likelihood of that is he's not going to hit 300 home runs. Uh, he's probably maybe going to get double digits. <laughs> you know, I don't know how maybe. much he's going to be on a yeah. major league roster. So like him going down in history, like I believe people are going to remember him for that play. And that's very unfortunate. Where on the other hand, Cabrian Hayes is a very, very good baseball player. You know, he'll be around for a long time. He'll have a lot of really good moments, I'm sure. But it's this, this still is going to be something. Like you said, it's been four decades. So are we going to be talking about Cabrian Hayes for like the next four decades, right? Or like in four decades from now when this happens again, it's like, oh, yeah, well, this has happened since... 2021 with Cabrian Hayes with the Pirates. And remember the Pirates? Ha 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 ha. Remember how they used to be in Pittsburgh? Ha ha ha. No, joking. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's going to be something on Cabrian Hayes now. Like we're going to be remembering him for this. Hopefully it is removed rather quickly, right? Hopefully it's like a walk-off Grand Slam tomorrow night or something rather mm -hmm. soon. 
But yeah, so like I said, like this is definitely going to be carried around with Ryan Hayes for some time. The other thing that's on my mind too, talking about weirdness, right? Like I know it's just one play and it doesn't really matter. Like the magnitude of this one play over the course of a whole season and such isn't going to change much. But like I'm thinking about the stat cast, right? We're in the stat cast error that they take this data to calculate things and whatnot. Does StatCast take this as a home run for their data, or do they take this as a flyout? Because, you know what I mean? Like, this went over the fence. Just because of a technical glitch, it wasn't a home run. So, like, do they look at this and say, okay, this this ball was a home run for their data, so that way they can say this type of ball, right, equal to home run on PC, or do they look at this and say, well, this was a flyout, and now it's an out? That's going to be very interesting. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I guess we can kind of, there is sort of a precedent, right? With the, like, they, because the Pirates made sure to show last night that, hey, other teams are just as stupid as us sometimes, you know, where the next inning they came back and they showed Bellinger when Bellinger crossed paths with Turner, you know, earlier in the year. Um, so Bellinger hit a ball over the fence at Coors, but got a single. Um, so I'm not sure like what what they're gonna do with that. I mean, I guess Statcast says on their page here it was a 96 mile per hour fly out to right field that went 346 feet. And so again, and, like that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Like we we're talking about, you know, barrels and stuff like that. Like the one, the, the one hit's not going to be a major difference. But at least with Bellinger, it still counted as a hit. Like it still was a hit. So that profile still equal to hit. Whereas, like with Brian Hayes, that's going to equal a flyout, I guess. Even though it yeah. clearly went over the fence. It did. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is it is considered a hard hit ball. So okay, Brian Hayes actually went four for four yesterday on hard hits, um, and so. He, it went down as a hard hit. <laughs> but a fly out, <laughs> which is so crazy. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Like, I mean, I get it. It's obviously an out, right? I get that. I'm not arguing. I'm not saying this is a stupid rule. He was out. It's just so yeah. weird. Like, this never happened. And now it's like, it's like this home run just disappears. This. Yeah, it, it, it did not exist. It, it is a it is a fly out. Yeah, no one. And I guess it. it's a fly out. Like, is there's no put out? Like, is there? Like, there someone has to get a put out on the play, right? Like, technically, the wall. <laughs> like, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. Most I wonder most how like a scoring standpoint, Hayes. Okay, so it's counted as a fly out to the pitcher. Mm. So so Walker Bueller gets credit for that then? Walker Bueller gets credit for the put out. Wow. He gives up a home run and it turns into <laughs> a positive. Give him a gold glove now. Yeah. Helping out the Jeez. Jeez. percentage. Jeez. Yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> uh, okay. Enough of that. Uh, at least enough of the yeah, bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah, the no thing. More. So... You know, Cabrian Hayes does that the first time up the bat. But, Jim, it didn't appear as if that affected his mentality. You know, he, he wasn't all down and, and pissed off. Came back up, 
And like you said, four hard hits on the night came very next at bat. I think he drove it to center field and back in business. So yeah, that was good to see. That was very good to see. That was encouraging. It was, yeah. Um, and, and you can tell, like, just from the kind of player that he is, especially with how good he is defensively. Like, in order to be an elite defensive player, it means that you don't you don't let your game affect other parts of your game, right? I mean, that's that's kind of kind of one of the, the things people talk about is, you know, no matter if he's four for four or zero for four at the plate, you don't take it out in the field with you. You know, you're still the same fielder every night. Right. Um, so so he he was able to to yeah. I mean, it didn't. Reynolds, you know, had a quote after the game saying that you know most people that would have ruined their day, and um, you know he said that. Hayes was really the same the rest of the game. So, um, yeah, it sounds like for, at least from like a long-term effect on, on Hayes's, I mean, just the mentality on stuff. I don't think it'll matter, but it, it is unfortunate, but I think, you know, Hayes is going to forget about it. I don't think he's going to, you know, dwell on it all that much. Yeah. I, I think it's already like, it's, it is what it is in his mind and, and that's what's cool. Yeah. And that's, what's good. Uh, getting getting over to the him not being available for the media after the game, uh, I'm going to ask you too. Like, what do you what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? I know after Will Craig happened, you know he wasn't made available, and then he talked about the next day. So we did at least speak on it. So I assume that's probably going to happen today with Hayes. They'll make him available, and of course, everyone's going to ask him about it, and he'll talk. But last night he was not made available. Any issue? Any thoughts to that? Um, I mean, I'm not a member of the media, so so I get it. Like, you you want people to be available so that it's easier to do your job like, sure. as a media member, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're and writing last night was the first time they're allowing like yeah. in person. Yeah, yeah. So, like, as a as like if you if you were writing a post game story, yeah, I want to hear from the guy who had the biggest events of the game, right? Um, at the same time, I'm also okay with if the players want to give themselves a day, you know, before talking about something that was probably quite upsetting to him, right? Mm-hmm. Just so he can kind of make sure that he's getting his words right and he's under composure. I'm fine with that too. Like it, I said, it's, I, I get, I kind of get both sides of it. Like I get the media side, like you want to be able to get a quote, you want to be able to get an explanation from the main yeah. part of the I mean, story. It's a big right? story. Yeah, um, and and I get it from the player side because you know what if you what if you at your job you know got as much media scrutiny as anybody else, right? Like what if the media covered your daily work, right? And and you made this huge mistake. Would, I mean, would you want cameras shoved in your face immediately after? No, you wouldn't. So, right. I, I mean, I, I get both sides. You know, you could say that, hey, these are professional athletes. They're a little bit different than normal jobs. But, I mean, this is still their job. Like, they, 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 they this is their day-to-day grind. And they sometimes don't want to deal with the question. You know, maybe, maybe they just want to, they want to give themselves a day. And like I said, that's probably what's going to happen here. Like, it's not like Brian Hayes will never say anything about this subject ever. Um, like, they're, they're going to ask him about it as soon as he becomes available, which will probably be today. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not making a huge deal about it. 
I don't think it's a big deal. Is it? I, I get, I get both sides. Yeah, I'm with you too. Like, I think part of this, even though Will Craig, we joke how old he is, right? I mean, he's he's a baby. He's new when it comes to like terms of you know being a veteran in an MLB club. You know, I mean, how many how many days will be in the MLB when that happened? And Brian Hayes, kind of the same situation. So part of it is, I mean, you are a rebuilding club. These are the younger players on it per se. Maybe the less experienced. I'll put it that way. They're the less experienced players on this team. Um, two very big blunders. This isn't just as if like Cabrian Hayes missed a ground ball that you know lost the game, right? Someone scored on it. This is like this. Okay, this hasn't happened in four decades, right? This is Will Craig. This has never happened before in baseball, period, right? So I, I could understand maybe a little bit of all right. Let's take you aside. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss maybe some coaching, right? You're going to be asked these questions. Help them out. I get that. Like I, that's in a sense, I look at good on the pirates for doing that. Like they're taking care of them. The whole thing about the yeah. media, like I, I understand it. That is their job too. But I think the focus is your players, right? You're not going to be like, oh no, I got to get you out there. It's the media. I'm going to be like, you know, listen, screw the media. Take you aside. Let's talk about this, right? What happened yesterday as well? Let's think about this. Now there was a player who should have been prepared for a question because this has been a topic for uh, about four days since that time. So you would think coaching happened. And when Garrett Cole was asked if he ever used the spider attack, well, we saw the video. We saw how he didn't know how to answer that. We saw how he looked like a fool. And now it's not so much a story of pitchers using the spider attack going viral. It's that video of Garrett Cole looking dumbfounded on that question that's going viral. It's bad enough that Cabrian Hayes has to endure this situation that hasn't happened in four decades, right? Do we also want to compound that with the possibility that he also looks like a fool answering it? I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting you in that position. So that's why I'm cool with it also. It's, it's already bad enough that you're going to be all over national media with this. Yeah. So let's talk about it before you have to answer. I'm fine with that. If he was a six-year veteran... Go out there and answer. I, I I know you got this. You know what I mean? But right now, I, I'm still have the kid gloves on you. And I have no issue with it either. You know, it, it's like, I guess, good on the Pirates. Had he let him go out there and he looked fine, then then great. But the fact that they said no, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm sure we'll have some great answers tomorrow. I'm sure there's some help, you know, on, on the Pirates end and doing so. And that's probably what is deserved and needed at the time. So, so be it. Yeah, that's how you said you said um, very good there. Um, I, I agree. There's well, thank you. The Pirates coached me on that, so yeah, I, I think that's why I, I wait think there's. I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to the question, but yeah, and it, it probably depends just on the person. You know, everybody's going to be different. Like some people might say, "No, I'm going out there. I want to talk about it. Just get it out of the way." Right, and mm -hmm. some people may want to just not talk about it at that point. And that could be too. It could have been on him also. I, I, I we don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll find yeah. out. But it's like I'm, I'm cool with it. I don't have that big of an issue. I know you would want to get the story in the write up last night because, again, that's that's viral. That's going around. Once again, it wasn't just you know Pittsburgh media picking things up. It was national, and everyone was talking about it. So yeah. you, as a local writer, probably would want to actually have something out there on it. Um, but anyways, I digress. Let's talk a little bit about the game. <clears throat> I thought. 
I think I'll put it this way. It was a good game without all the blunders, if that makes sense. Because there's a lot of blunders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. There were were two (laughs) big ones that basically changed the outcome of the game. Yeah. Yes. And like, if you... I guess what I mean by that is like it was terrible because of like the blunders and such. But at the same time, like JT Brubaker, I felt actually pitched pretty damn good against a Dodgers lineup. You know, it goes down in the box score as four point two innings pitched, three earned runs. But truly, he didn't look that way. He he looked like a much better than the box score shows. You know, like Brian Hayes goes one for four. But truly, he probably should have been two for four with a home run, and that changes a lot of things on the box score also, you know? Like, uh, obviously, like, even Colin Moran looked pretty good. I mean, this, I thought, was a much better game than what the outcome, of course, shows. Yes. Um, well, I mean, and, and the Pirates made it close there at the end. You know, they got they got it to five to three. They forced the Dodgers to bring in Kenley Jansen so he could get his one out save. Right. Right. Um, so M- Michael Perez doing his his uh, his weekly. Right. He, this guy sucks. Yeah. DFA him. And then he hits a home run just in time to say yeah. I'm staying. No. <laughs> yeah. Perez four home runs now for Perez and, and pretty limited playing time. He right. the, the he's not getting on base, but say I mean, four home he, runs and maybe five hits. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of he's got a little bit of pop in that bat. But but no, you're right. So we we talked about the Hayes thing, and the Hayes thing was substantial, I think, just because it was it was in the first inning, it was the beginning of the game, right? I mean it was a it was a momentum shifter both ways, right? So like mm-hmm. Hayes homers in the first inning, you're up one nothing now on Walker Bueller. Um, instead, it gets called out. Now Walker Bueller is pitching a shutout, and then next thing you know, Walker Bueller is rolling because he's arguably a top three, top five pitcher in all of baseball, right? So once he gets rolling, you're going to have some trouble. Um, so, so from that, Bueller goes seven scoreless, right? Uh, Brubaker pitched very well. You know, first four innings, zero, 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 gets into the fifth. And then Polanco makes a pretty bad blunder that essentially puts Brubaker into trouble that he wouldn't have necessarily been in. Uh, And then the Dodgers get three runs out of it. I mean, essentially, that's a single. That that is a single. Because of Polanco, it ends up being a triple. And it's an easy sack fly now. Like, there's a run. I mean, how, how, how how do you put any blame on that? To JT Brubaker. You you can't. You can't. He gave up a pretty I'm not gonna say weak hit. It wasn't so I mean it was just a routine, it was just a hit. You give a hit, okay, it's a single. Right? Now it's a sack fly. There now it's a run. We're we're really that's okay, that's an out. The guy's still on first base, no damage still. Yeah. So yeah, I mean just it, it really sting. I felt I felt for JT Brubaker. Uh, he, I, he should have just punched Polanco right in the face right then and there, <laughs> walking off that field. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was just a bad, it was a bad error. Like there's some errors where you can be like, all right, that, I, I get it, but like that one was bad. Right. Um, just, just completely misplayed the ball. I'm not really sure what happened on it, but like they said on the, on the broadcast, you know, yeah. it, it looked as if he misjudged it. The bounce by the uh, by looking at two, it looked as if like he just didn't bend over far enough. I don't know if it was a judgment thing or just, I, I don't know. 
but yeah. yes it just and then that kind of just compounded because well right after that then pollock laces a double which brian reynolds almost makes an incredible play on in yes. center field yeah um i mean it would have been like jim edmonds-esque out there you know right as far as like what it would have looked like um but pollock doubles and then bets kind of a similar situation triples reynolds lays out for it can't mm -hmm. get to it um that's the other so, guy i say uh, group yeah. baker i feel for like brian reynolds i kind of feel for too because <laughs> my god i mean to have like that that yeah. that close back to back almost right those plays where he just has to lay out and like just misses it you know I mean, he it like was absolutely so it wasn't close. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes where you dive and it's just like you're just falling on the ground. But which he has he, done. He did that yeah. earlier in the season. <laughs> but like he he laid out for both of those balls, and it just it, it didn't pay off for either right. time. So yeah, it's it's kind of a shame. Yeah. But, so it's uh, like he looks I, out. I, he's out there looking like two amazing potential amazing plays. Mm -hmm. He just misses them, and then right, it's just it's a huge it's a huge inning for the Dodgers. Right. And it's like I said, it's just, it's another example of just the way that, that you can't, you can't give really good teams like windows, right? Like, like the Dodgers are clearly a really good team, right? And it's going to take a lot of um, plays and a lot of it, it. Like you have to play well to beat this team. They're, they're very good. And this was just an example of, if you don't play well, right, mm -hmm. you're, they're going to, they're, they are going to make you pay for it. And they did. And it was the difference in the game. The Pirates yeah. just, they, they made a couple blunders and that was the difference right there. It absolutely Dodgers was. made them pay. And that's the thing. Like it ended up being just a two run, two run game at the end. We say that because it was five to one. And like you said, right, the Pirates did come back. Uh, Reynolds hit a home run, Perez hit a home run. And now it's five to three, which theoretically it should have been five to four. I mean, it should have been five to four. That's it yeah. should have been five to four. Let's say that it should have been five to four, right? <laughs> and right, like obviously, if it was five to four, the home run counts. Like that, the first inning still extended, so who knows still what happens? Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It, uh, that that game was very winnable, as weird as it sounds last night for the Pirates. But that just is what it is, unfortunately. And, and right, I mean, Polanco that. He, he gets a lot of hate for his defense. <clears throat> and I feel it's always stuff like that. Like, the guy really isn't this terrible of a defender. Now, the arm isn't there anymore. We know that. But he the really isn't that terrible of a defender. It just always seems as if something like this creeps up. Like, there's this moment yeah. that stands out. And I felt like that almost like with Marte. That was like... People call him Dunlap or whomever. Like that was his thing too. Like although Marte was a very, very good defender, where Polanco actually is an okay defender. Um, yeah, like Polanco just makes that error. Now that's the thing too. Let's also point this out. <clears throat> that's also a difference because this isn't just Marte love, right? But I'm going to say this: like Brian Reynolds laid out <clears throat> looked like a really, really good play, right? However, a really, really good center fielder probably wasn't needed to lay out there. Like, if that was Marte in the outfield, it was probably just an out. 
and and that, yeah. I guess kind of to reflect actually... it, like it's kind of like the Hayes effect, right? Mm-hmm. Hayes doesn't need to lay out for a lot. He makes a lot of like outs look routine, and that's kind of like what Marte yeah. did. Like and Marte did it this this uh, this past weekend. I forget who it was yeah. that hit the ball. He just ran and ran and ran and just caught it on the run. Mm-hmm. Where Reynolds probably wasn't even diving and reaching that. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, yeah, I feel bad for Reynolds and he did everything he could and he laid out and it was so close. But also at the same time, I just want to say I can't wait till the Pirates get a true center fielder again <laughs> because that would be nice like, to have like Reynolds in left field once again sooner like rather Ger- than later. Gerard Dyson. Maybe not him, but somebody else. <laughs> That's but think about that's the the Swaggerty situation. That's where this really, really plays in. Like it just sucks because Swaggerty could have been there. Swaggerty is a legit center fielder. You move Reynolds back to left, and now this outfield is a little bit better. Um, But anyway, I mean, I don't don't think anybody would argue that you know Reynolds is definitely better suited for left than center. He has played a very passable center field so far. He has, Um, and I'm not taking that away from it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, definitely better off and left. I would I would agree there. Cool, cool. All right. Um, so of course we had to talk about last night's game. Uh, the Marlins since Thursday. Anything to talk about there? Um, yeah. I mean, we we actually I guess we didn't get to talk about that Marlins series at all. I mean, that was that was excellent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brian Hayes comes back. Um, four game series. Pirates take three out of four. Um, I mean, that was, that was just good, fun baseball to watch that series. You know, you, you got to see Hayes do his thing where he was taking over games and, and was the reason why the Pirates won a couple of those. Um, you had walk off by Stallings. You had good pitching. It was, uh, the bullpen pitched really well that series. Um, but no, that's, that was good to see the Marlins are kind of reeling a little bit it seems yeah, like um yeah, they are. you know they you know coming off the playoffs last year but doesn't really look like that's happening i remember remember i was watching i think it was like mlb tonight one night and they're like who's your dark horse candidate to win the nl east this was back when <laughs> you know no one's no one's really taken a hold of that nl east um the, the mets are kind of starting to do it but no no one was really doing With it at first injuries. Yeah, no one was doing it at first, and someone was like, "I think the Marlins are going to do it," and it's like that doesn't doesn't look like to be the case. Not anymore. And you are right; they definitely are reeling. But I mean, it is also the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's not as if you know it was the Dodgers coming and getting a bad Marlins team. Just two pretty bad teams. So it was nice. Like the the lineup was at that point starting to return. That was also the really nice thing about last night. The lineup is back. You know, like Philip yeah. Evans was here. So, and not that Philip, you know, it's not like Philip Evans' return is anything like a Brian Hayes, but at least Philip Evans returning does lengthen that lineup, right? Um, but that was the thing about the Marlins series. Like, it was starting to return. Hayes came back. Colin Moran came back. Colin Moran, I mean, immediately paid dividends. Brian Hayes obviously already did as well. Um, it, it really, like, yes, it was really nice to see that series. I mean, three out of four. Who would have thought we would be talking about the Pirates in a possible sweep this season? Especially a four-game series, uh, and it almost did. Now, Sandy Alcantara made uh, made sure that didn't happen. He pitched a hell of a game Sunday. He did, 
Um, but uh, yeah, I thought like it was really nice to see this lineup. Everything, everyone pitched very well. And also, just to put out there, I know we talked some, uh, you know, obviously on Thursday, but like Sterling Marte's return, that was that was really good to see. I I really enjoyed watching him play. It was one of those moments where you know now that it's gone, you really miss him. It was the right move, and I'm thankful for Pagara. I'm thankful for Malone. But man, like I. It was so fun to enjoy watching Starling Marte in that outfield. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he was again. Like, I think he's it's. I think once once the years pass, like I think people maybe will start realizing that you know we had it pretty good with Marte out there. He was he was pretty good, uh, and I think a lot of people, a, a lot of people, you know, realize he was good. There's just a select sure. few vocal. Um, the vocal minority, right? They're 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 talking. <laughs> yeah, but even without them, like, it's, it's just yeah. general. Like it was, it was nice. I thought it was a very good tribute the Pirates did, and just him himself embracing it. It, it was a good moment. The whole series, I felt. Um, yeah, I mean, you could you could tell. I mean, he himself, you know, liked coming back too. Because yeah. I mean, he was putting it all over social media, like him and Pirates jerseys, and was like, you know, it's nice to be back in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know how you can't like the guy. Even like the Marlins' social media was was you know putting things out there for it as well. Mm-hmm. So it was a really cool yeah. again. It was a really good moment. I enjoyed it. Uh, but yes, the the Pirates. I mean, we're talking number one pick right for next year they're still they're still playing better than a lot of these bottom teams that you know this top five pick i I, I guess what i'm getting as goes to show once again like the marlins right three out of four the pirates take like they're they're bad but there's some really bad teams and we might be adding the marlins to that list here soon because they're not looking that good they're a very competitive nl east and obviously um, you know, they're probably going to be trading away some players at the deadline also the way it's going right now, which again could be starting Marte for the third time in two years. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mar- Marte is definitely going to be one of those people where if the Marlins are out of it, which they're still, I mean, the NL East still isn't like totally out of the question. Like I know they're not playing well, but they're only six and a half games out. Um, so it's not quite like sell time maybe, but um but yeah, I think what you what you've seen here is the Pirates have played a couple teams in this past month. You know, the Rockies definitely, mm-hmm. you know, where where there are some bad teams. Like that was really the first time I've watched the Rockies this year, and the Pirates destroyed them, you know, a couple games. Um so there's definitely gonna and be that some was competition. With the bad lineups that the yeah, Pirates had. That was that was with the bad lineups. And then you also think of the uh the Rockies are almost five games better than the Diamondbacks. <laughs> right. So, right. Um yeah, so you've got so the Diamondbacks got have lost teams. like sixteen in a row or something. Something crazy. <laughs> yeah, the Diamondbacks are terrible. <laughs> um so you got the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, you know, the Nationals. The Nationals who just won a World Series and have arguably the best hitter um in in, in all of baseball right now you could argue. Um, yeah, the Marlins are only a game ahead of the Pirates right now in terms of wins. Right. So it, it's kind of crazy. There's there's some bad teams. Um, I do think the Pirates, you know, could have that potential where they just, you know, once they start trading a couple guys away, then they like can really tank here. But um, 
I mean, I don't, I don't want to see them tank, right? I, I'd like to see this team win. I'd like to see them play well. It would be cool to see some progress this year. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll see. It's a long season. We're about a third of the way through it. See how it goes from here. True, true. All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into our prospect talk here. All right, so Jim, it, it appears, and I, I believe you want to take credit for this, but it appears uh, you have caused a stir with uh, Ronzi Day. Yeah, I guess it's like it's a real thing now. Um, yeah, and I, I was like, I'm pretty sure I invented Ronzi Day, but yeah, we, I'm, we won't take that. We won't take that credit. Well, um, we definitely are. We're gonna roll with it. You've created it. All right, we'll roll with it. We, yes. We'll roll with it. Yeah, and I was looking, I was like, I actually searched on Twitter yesterday and I was like, I'm the first person to have ever said that on Twitter. So <laughs> yeah, I, I invented it. I'm gonna have to put a trademark on it and see what happens with it. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, yesterday was, and also Ethan pointed out, by the way, that apparently like everybody's just mispronouncing his name incorrectly. It's not even Ronzi, it's like Roanzi. Is what the Altoona like media mm. guy says. So I mean that Rowan does make Z, sense. Yeah, Rowan Rowan Z Contreras. Right? Rowan Z. Okay. Um, Rowan Z Contreras. Not Hunter. Or Hudson. Not Hunter. Okay. Hudson Hunter. Yes. Yeah. So it's Rowan Z. Um, Rowan Z. <laughs> Jim <what>? Rowan Zotti. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least that's what the media guy says, right? The media guy says that. So who knows if you can trust that? But yeah, they. Um, Rowan Z Day was yesterday. Uh, he he did okay, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, it wasn't it wasn't his dominant self, but he also, I mean, he didn't he didn't do terrible by any means. Five and a third, gave up three runs, six hits, two walks, five strikeouts, right? Um, he committed an error in the field as well, but uh, no, he is he's still rolling. I mean, he's. 2.18 earned run average now. Um, that was his, I believe that was his sixth start. Yep, sixth start of the year. 47 strikeouts in 33 innings. Pretty impressive. Very, very. Yeah. What I, I've liked, so we didn't really talk too much about last start, but, um, or we did, but regardless, his thing was he had a very bad start two starts ago. It was nice to see him return last week to answer. Very, very good start. Uh, this week, again, yeah. it's... Um, I want to put this down as a bad start. Like you said, they, this is one of those where he was fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, yeah. five, five and a third, three earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. He got a little bit of a jam early, uh, got out of it. <clears throat> but um, I'll take it. You know, like he has definitely looked very, very good. We were talking about the promotion early, and it more or less was a fact that he just, at that point in time, was just making everyone look silly. You know, he just looked head and heels above everyone. Now I think maybe it's normalized a little bit. Uh, he's not a robot. He is human. Uh, these are still good starts by all means. Like, this isn't making yeah. me feel like, uh, let's push the brakes on, on Contreras. He's not as good as we thought. He still looks very, very good. It's just, okay, maybe he also is a human being and not just a robot. <laughs> so, uh, I'm... At this yeah. point in time, him being there with also no movement, like there's no one that we're losing in AAA that 
he jumps and slides in for. Um, could he be talking? I, I can see him still being there for some time. Definitely yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see him maybe finishing June. You know, um, I, I would be shocked if he pitches the whole year now, Tuna. Right? Like, oh, I mean, same, same. Yeah, something's gonna happen there at some point. Yeah, I just. And again, for me, I just feel like maybe the fast track isn't there as much anymore. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I could see him maybe going ten starts, but maybe making four more starts and then, and then moving them up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So Contreras Day yesterday. A um, couple of the curve players have been pretty hot. Um, you know, they they were. You know, if, we, if we're talking about the, the top two here, um, Jiwon Bay has been on a tear for for Altuna. Yes. Um, started not off someone, very, very bad. Yeah, I mean, because he started off real bad. And so he's now, I mean, he's going to be a guy where if he's going to play, he's going to have to hit, right? Because he's zero power whatsoever, none. Like he doesn't, it doesn't, it's not even in, like you were talking about like tools, like it's not even, it's not even like in a toolbox, like hidden in a shed somewhere. <laughs> like he just literally, like when he went to Lowe's to pick up his tools, he just didn't even, didn't even bother going in that section, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> but he, he's got his average up to 271. Um, realistically, like that, it's going to have to be above 300. Like it, it, it just has to be because of, of his lack of power. Um, but it is creeping up because I think, I mean, at the beginning of the year, it was in the ones. And so it, it is on its way up. He is hot right now. He had to be taken out of yesterday's game as a precaution. Him and Cal Mitchell collided um, in the outfield. So Bay was taken out of the game. Couldn't go a week without talking about right. some injury. Yeah, of course. We got to talk about an injury. So. Apparently Mitchell is okay, but Bay was banged up a little bit and had to leave. Um, he stayed in the game right afterwards, but got pulled about an inning later. So something to keep an eye out. Hopefully he's okay. Cal Mitchell seems okay. Um, but yes, that uh, that was concerning. And then another player who you know we want to obviously keep an eye on in Altoona, O'Neill Cruz, has been just crushing the ball. Uh, I think you know he he didn't have a hit last night, but I want to say he was on like something like a ten game hitting streak, um, which which would have been snapped. But been hitting the ball, hitting the ball for power. He has five home runs now in twenty five games, slugging five twenty. He is looking good. The strikeouts are still kind of holding there in the mid twenties, which is what you want to see. You don't want to see those creep up towards thirty percent. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think I think what you're seeing out of Cruz, everything is everything we want to see so far. I'm with you. You know, the the strikeouts are still semi concerning to me, but not overly because I, I just felt that that's going to be part of his game. Like he's going to be a guy that strikes out. If yeah. it was 30 plus, that would be really concerning at the double A level. You know, with missing the year and such, like where he's at right now, I'm comfortable with. Uh, and yes, you are correct. So I wanted to, to see it was a 10 game. Wait. Yes, he was on a 10 game hit streak uh, since May 26th. So last night it did end the streak, 
but you are right. Like he has looked, he was looking good to begin the season, right? And like now he's looking even better. So that's also something that's kind of cool that you'd want to see, right? Like not only is he just being good, he's progressing. Um, that's another guy you would want to see in AAA at some point this year. Yeah. So he's certainly on that path. Um, but yeah, like he he is striking out. I get that. But at the same time, he also is walking to a, a certain degree. He's getting on base. He's hitting. So he's doing all the good things. Uh, and we all know, again, like that Kennedy has foreign arm. Man, that's pretty to see. And I'm sure it's not going to be shortstop at some point, but maybe the outfield. Yeah. But regardless, I, yes, he has looked uh, very good. Yeah, no, he uh, very, very, very good. And if you're seeing like highlights of him, it's just it's, it's easy to see like how scouts like love him because mm-hmm. he his swing is just so effortless. I don't want to compare him to Polanco just because people are like, you know, obviously Polanco taste didn't your pan mouth. out. You say right? that Polanco didn't pan out, right? <laughs> right. But but if you remember, Polanco was like a top ten prospect in all of baseball. Polanco was one of the best prospects the Pirates have ever had. Um, and so like, there's there's a lot of Polanco in his swing, right? It, he's like that long, lanky guy. Um, it's just a matter of, okay, is the swing going to be long? Can he shorten it and still get the power out of it? Like that's, that's going to be the, that's going to be the question with Cruz on whether or not he's going to be a major league hitter is like, is, is he going to be able to, you know, have a quick enough swing to, to, to compete? And because the power is obviously, obviously there. I mean, they, they tweeted out a, a video last week of him and he just basically, flicked his wrists and then went and went off of taco. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was like, Oh my gosh, this, this guy's good. <laughs> um, but I mean, the guy has an, a, on a 20 to 80 scouting scale, like the guy has 80, he's got 80 power. Like this, this is a guy who is completely capable of just mashing. Right. Um, it's it, gonna be a matter of if he can, if he can just make contact. So just, I'm very, I'm like I said, it's a little concerning, but I'm comfortable with where the strikeouts are at right now. And that's, that's probably the best way to put it. I'm comfortable yeah. with it. You know, I'm not alarmed. You would want better, but also knowing what he is and what he's probably going to be as a major league. Like this isn't a guy that's going to bat 300, like by any means. Right. You're, right. you're looking yeah. at the mid 200 batting average, probably with, with a lot of power. Right. I mean, honestly, like you're looking mm-hmm. at this, like potentially like a, a Pedro Alvarez type of, stat line like he's not gonna hit for a ton of big average but he's gonna present the big power in that middle of the lineup but also like not have the defense that Pedro did like he'll also have a positive hopefully on the defensive side somewhere so really I mean he's he's a left-handed Aaron Judge I think that well you know, if that could happen <laughs> that's like that's best case scenario right there it is best case I, I don't know if we'll get that. Like, I, that's why I think I'm, I'm selling yeah. for, like, the Pedro Alvarez type of profile. Like, I don't know if even, like, the 280, be, I don't know if he'll he'll floor with 280 in the majors. I'm gonna I could be all wrong, but... I'm going to be disappointed if he's a Pedro Alvarez. Well... <laughs> uh, I mean, Alvarez was out of, the, out of baseball. After I know, but a lot of that, he fell off, though, rather quickly. You know, I, I guess I'm looking at Pedro, but sustaining yeah. like the good Pedro. Like even when Pedro was good, he wasn't like a 280 hitter. No. So, no. 
that's how it gets. But I'm looking at like I'm looking at Judge, and like Judge is basically a 25 to 30 percent strikeout guy, right? Um, True. And fully capable of hitting 50 home runs in a year at the same time. So I think that's I think that is the stealing for Cruz. Well, it's certainly the stealing, and that body type yeah. certainly. I mean, that's and hopefully, like. And hopefully he like if that if that could happen, I'm mean, just be so happy. Most of the Pirates just haven't had any luck with any any of their power hitters. They they need they need somebody to pan out eventually. Right. Like, can we have one guy who's like consistently a thirty home run threat? <laughs> okay. Um. Anything else stand out? I mean, the one thing like it's just to bring up. We'll have to go to you, but yeah. Mitchell was the one you mentioned, right? He was part of the injury. It's a guy we did bring up again. Like, maybe we should keep more of an eye on him. And he had a nice uh, day at the plate last night going two for four. He's now batting 286. Like, he's he's doing some things there. I think we, we have certainly forgot Kyle Mitchell. And he's making himself uh, renowned again. Kyle Mitchell. And then another person, too, who kind of just completely fell out of the wagon. If we're going to go down to the next level here. Um, how about Lolo Sanchez? Yep, yep. It's like one of those things where uh, you know you get the Obi Wan Kenobi meme, where it's like, now nah, that's a name. <laughs> it feels like Lolo Sanchez has been in the system forever. Um, he's only 22, but I mean, if you look at it, he, he has been in the system since 2016. This is his fifth year as a Pirates minor leaguer. Um, and like he. Well, that's what he, out. I spoke last week about. It was like that West Virginia yeah. outfield crew. It was like him and Cal mm-hmm. Mitchell. Like that was like, this is going to be a really good, you know, crop of players coming up. And I feel like both of them kind of went, took a step back, but it's like yeah. they're back. They're back again. Yeah, Lolo's back. I mean, he's he has a seventeen percent walk rate right now. He's a four oh seven on base percentage. He's got four homers um, down there in Greensboro. 149 weighted runs created plus so again not not i mean i'm not saying lolo sanchez is gonna be the next big thing but he's just a guy who was on our radar probably you know like four years ago Mm -hmm. and then dropped off a little bit but because of his age he's still interesting right like we're not talking about a 24 year old in a ball where i mean he's 22 right because he started off so young as an international signee um again he's been in the system for five years but he started at 17. so he is now i mean he's he's raking right now for greensboro so maybe he's a guy because he did play in, in the high a a little bit in 2019 so he is he's kind of repeating the level right um but he's mashing right now for Greensboro. Yeah. Had a walk I mean, off homer the other day. That's what you want to see from him. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Uh, and, and you're right. Like, I don't know if Lolo Sanchez is going to be the answer in the future, but at least there looks like there could be a crop of outfielders that are playable potentially, you know, like, like obviously Lolo yeah. Sanchez isn't going to be, you know, like I said, the games like he's not the future center left field or right field or whatever, but he could definitely be potentially a, a player. Right. Which also it's it says something. I mean, that's certainly this I feel like there isn't too many stars, right, in the minors, but there's a lot of depth and even the guys that you aren't talking about could potentially be depth. That, that's good. There's a lot of quality 
in quantity manners, but not high in quantity, which hopefully we'll get there with. Yeah, I mean, th this team, th this minor league system is full of depth, right? I mean, there are there are a lot of people in this system who are fully capable of becoming at least role players right. you know, on a major league team. Um, and then, yeah, there is, I would say the top is, is pretty good. Like, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like we're dealing with like the Orioles here or anything like that, but we have, or, or the Rays, right? The Rays are just a little bit crazy. They're like top 10 is all top hundred prospects, but we're, we're dealing with the We're dealing with the top 10 prospect list where they're all pretty good. And then I said, well, just with how deep this system is, 10 through 50, yeah. <laughs> you know, are That's all are all guys who can are fully capable of becoming something. Right. That's a good way of putting it. Like there, there's not that big of a drop off, maybe from 10 to 50, but maybe from like from, I don't know, but even 20 is like really good. But the drop off isn't significant. Like you can even get into like the, the 40s and be talking about guys that could potentially have a future, right? And are capable, like you said, of yeah. playing. It's not as if you're looking at your number 31 prospect and just like, well, this guy doesn't have a chance, right? That, that's the one I thing mean, the pirate system does have. It's, it's a lot of depth. Yeah. And like I say, when I say quality, it's not like the premier quality. Like we're not talking about these guys going to be studs, but these guys can be major leaguers. And if you're a number 40 prospect, and you know what I mean? You're talking about you could be a major leaguer. That's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Lolo Sanchez. We just talked about him. Everybody knows who Lolo Sanchez is, and, but, but he's the f number forty-one prospect on this team, and according to Fangraphs, yeah. That and wasn't he in like teams. the top? Yeah. I don't want to say the between twenty and the thirty, but was maybe it was just that. But wasn't he in the top twenty at one point for the Pirates? Or no? I would say he was aggressive. probably he may have been in the top twenty. Yeah, like early, early. If on. so, I'm talking so like 17, 18, 19, something like that. But I feel yeah. as if he was in the top twenty at one point. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised there. So, so again, right? He he has fallen off a bit, but it is nice to see what he's doing right now. And again, with Cal Mitchell, two guys we don't talk too much about. Two guys that really no one is talking about because of all the new toys that are fun and sexy to play with right now. But these are two guys that still are there. They're still here and they're doing their thing now in 2021, which really matters. And uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of cool. All right. Yeah, um, for sure. So, it's, I mean, that's good to see. Good to see some guys bouncing back. Because, again, I mean, depth is an important part of any organization. If you don't need to go out there and have a revolving door of fourth outfielders, you know, off of the waiver wire, that's a good thing. You know, if you can if, if you can have fourth outfielder depth in the minors, then yeah, that's good. So what else do you want to talk about, Jim? Um, Andy Rodriguez still mashing for Bradenton. That just I mean he he, he looks legit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know rise up you know if, when i don't know if he'll he won't make any like top 100 list this year but next year when team rankings come out i i expect Andy rodriguez to receive a pretty significant bump if he continues what he's doing um carmen majinski yeah how about carmen majinski so 
Um, he's in Greensboro right now, college pitcher um, from last year's draft. And he looks like, I forget who it was. Was it um, uh, Drecker um, from, from Pittsburgh Baseball Network was saying, you know, he maybe needs to start looking for uh, restaurants to eat in Altoona because he's absolutely dominating uh, Greensboro right now. He's four starts. Um, let me pull up his stats here, but computer's going slow for some reason right now. Um, four, yeah, yeah, four, yeah, yeah, four starts, absolutely dominating. Um, I think he's given up one run one run maybe um yep one run and and i think 16 innings yeah 16 innings one run 0. 0.55 and it was a home average run. so yep. it was a home run okay yeah um but yeah he looks good so um hopefully the pirates have themselves another nice looking pitching prospect 31st overall pick last year might see him in Altoona soon. And that could be that could be the the pattern here. I mean, obviously someone in Triple A, there needs room in Triple A, but it makes sense. Contreras go to Triple A, Zinski to Double A and Altoona. Just stay away from the pizza. Don't eat that Altoona shit. Whatever you want to call it. It's not pizza. Just so that's my so, suggestion. If you're looking for places to eat, let me tell you places not to eat. Anywhere that has that eat that type of pizza. So I didn't even realize this was a thing until maybe like a year ago. This Altoona Hotel Pizza or whatever it's called. Like, right, I mean, I've yeah. been to Altoona a few times and I've never seen this stuff before, nor do I want, ever want to, to ever right? try it at all. Yeah, no. Yeah, I blame Josh Banks He uh, on Twitter. Yeah. I never saw it either until he showed it. And I want to say it's probably a year ago, like you mentioned too, when I saw it. I didn't know it was a thing either. And then when I saw it, I can't believe it is a thing. Just yeah, like who in their right mind would on eat? top of this pizza, like half baked. It, it like it looks terrible. Like it looks absolutely terrible. And then some some clown on Twitter the other day puts this like, oh, here's what Pittsburgh style pizza looks like, and it's that stupid pizza that they put cold cheese on it and cold That's stuff Ohio all over. Valley. And it's like, no, that's not Pittsburgh style pizza. There's like literally a place <laughs> that has it. Like that's not Pittsburgh style. When some, when one place sells something, it doesn't constitute an entire region. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was like, there's no such thing as Pittsburgh style pizza. Altoona, I feel bad for them if they actually want to claim that pizza because that's just embarrassing. But it's it is what it is. True. True. Okay, so <laughs> back to Mijinsky. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, man. Uh, he has looked really, really good so far. And of course, it's short sample size, but he has looked very dominant. Yeah, yeah, very good. I don't know how much to add there. I haven't, I haven't gotten to watch him yet. Um, I will say this. I'm going to two greensboro games later this month so hopefully i'll be able to see some some good stuff there so i'm excited about that they're coming up to bowling green um later on this month so i will be going to a couple games there um hopefully gonzalez will be back Higuero has cooled off a little bit since like that super hot first week that he had 
but, but he did have an injury too. So did have an injury. He's still an above average hitter right now, and he's still only twenty years old. So I'm not really too worried about Pagero. Uh, By but the way, we just, had a comment just to say so. Comment is the Pirates are Pittsburgh style baseball. So Pittsburgh does have a style of something. Uh, I don't know if we want to claim that either. <laughs> right. Just we remove first base altogether. Just get rid of I would it. say Pitt, <laughs> Pittsburgh style baseball where we don't know the rules based right. around first base. It, it goes home, second, third, and home. <laughs> what it was is just, I mean, Lloyd McClendon set the set the precedent when he took first base. He was right. like, you know, we don't need this. <laughs> That's the problem. There is no first base yeah. in Pittsburgh anymore. Right. So yeah. Lloyd McClendon permanently removed it. And uh, yeah, now it's just kind of coming back to haunt us. It's the, the Lloyd McClendon curse yeah okay, not have much okay. else I had to add about the minors not a whole lot crazy stuff happened last week um, yeah. but like I said Majinski definitely something to talk about Contreras clearly we're going to talk about all his starts Quinn Priester we, we touched on him where you know, he had a couple dominant starts there but then last time out wasn't so great so he just needs to find a little bit more consistency in Greensboro, but he hasn't been bad. He, he hasn't been great, but he's kind of just been inconsistent. So um, it's kind of almost the somebody... color effect he's had, except it's two on a little bit. Off. Yeah, a little bit. So um, hopefully he can kind of get on track and establish himself as, you know, kind of the, the ace of that Greensboro staff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Swaggerty out for the year. It looks like he did have a surgery. So that's super unfortunate. Yep five months he'll be out for yeah and really it just kind of sucks that indianapolis team now is just There's not no interesting in it. <laughs> it, they're they're not interesting in any way it, so. it's it's solely like <laughs> vanessa hutchins alert now like that's it like right. is vanessa yeah. here today no is, okay is, <laughs> turn is on vanessa out hudgens out. gonna turn up at victory field um that would be a probably a big event there for um for Indianapolis have have Vanessa Hudgens show up so sure yeah. sure who knows who knows but yeah Indianapolis not exciting to watch it's basically Altoona Greensboro Bradenton at this point which is okay yeah it's especially with Yahore are really interesting to watch yeah yeah especially with Yahore also being on the shelf right now yep oh, I was going to bring it up too so injuries we talked about the two with mm-hmm. you know Kyle Mitchell and Bay uh, Yahore is on the shelf, still very. That's something I'm uncomfortable with. The, you know, the, the elbow, the yeah, yeah. They, they say it's it's getting better, right? It's felt better over the past week. I, mean, I guess that is encouraging per se, but you said it best, right? Until he pitches his first pitch, I'm, I'm not looking too optimistic. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know. Maybe we're just, you know, conditioned to feel this and think this way too. Maybe that's part of it, but that's that's something with him. The other thing uh, of note is we talked about Jose Soriano coming back and how filthy he looked. Also, same thing. He had some reoccurring elbow discomfort coming off his Tommy John surgery. So not very encouraged about that information either. Yeah, what's what's the name of the the saying where it's like 
if the worst thing can like, expect the worst thing can happen what the worst thing that can happen you know whatever that saying is but that's what i expect now just for all pirates injuries yes uh, and anytime anytime somebody mentions forearm and that's just thing. Like, it's not even so much even just pirates like anytime i hear forearm yeah. i'm just like all right we're yeah. done <laughs> pack forearm, it up move on forearm soreness not a good thing not a good thing when it comes to pitchers no um so yeah that's that's concerning like i'm not even cautiously optimistic really it's i i'm i'm cautiously pessimistic already with off. that one <laughs> oh i'm not writing him off but it's <laughs> like yeah until until i see him throw a pitch on a mound i'm not i'm not optimistic about it right um, I just Which hope if if the worst happens, right? If the worst happens, I just hope it's handled differently than with Tyone and Cool. And it's not come September we decide, all right, they need Tommy John. Let's do it now. Yeah. I mean, even at this point though, like you're late enough in the year, June. You're, you're probably you're still missing all this. Yeah. Time. You're probably missing all next year, even with Tommy John today. I mean, maybe you're making a couple of rehab starts and no, probably not even that. Maybe the end of August, maybe. Like Yeah. Yeah. You know, at, at this point, if you're getting Tommy John now, you're probably out next year. And of course, because we're looking at a worst case scenario. Right. <laughs> even at yeah, best hopefully. case. I mean it's twelve to fourteen. So yeah. like even at worst, yeah. you know at or best, it, it's still yeah, it's still either way. Okay, all right. Well, those injuries aren't. I'm not too optimistic. I think the one yeah. Soriano is the one I'm least optimistic on, just because he's already gone through it. Hearing it now, I mean, it's, I know it's part of the course. You know, like you probably coming back, you're not you're gonna have these days or whatever. But just the way they made it sound is it was pretty bad. Um, but also like there's not a yeah. whole lot of high expectations. He was a rule five guy to begin with, not like this big time prospect where you know that's your hurry. Uh, but regardless, there could be two guys that go down here soon. Yeah, and and, and um, bringing up Ethan again, he made a good point where you're gonna have a lot of guys this off season. Where like, let's say if Soriano is is gone, right? Then I mean, he's still under Rule Five qualifications. The, the Pirates are gonna have a roster crunch this year, where they're gonna have to figure out a few things with some guys on the forty man over the off season like they're gonna have to mm -hmm. either leave some people um available for the rule five draft or they're gonna have to cut ties with with some of these guys because they're just gonna ha be in a situation where they have to so that'll be a situation to look at i can't i mean there are a lot of players on this major league team who clearly aren't really deserving of a 40-man spot <laughs> this off season um that that'll free up some space but uh yeah there, there's there's a few guys like Soriano, somebody where yeah, if he, if he misses this year, do you just send him back? He's like, I, don't know. Uh, I guess that's extreme, but like the Kyle Crick situation, you know. I mean, Kyle Crick just was a Rule Five like every year. He still like, fell in a little eligibility, but it was because of injuries and such. And it's like, yeah, with Soriano, like you you could just end up cutting ties with him. Yeah. Instead of keeping him around. No, I agree. I I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what they're going to do there. Yep. Oh. Okie dokie. Well, anything else you wanted to touch on before we get out of here? 
think that'll be it. Hopefully the hopefully the Pirates can can get a game or so out of this LA series. Um, don't want to see them get swept, but LA is clearly the better team. It is going to be nice to watch, like because the West Coast games, I try to get them, but typically I usually am watching the Padres, so it's nice to watch the Dodgers from time to time. Mookie Betts, appreciate him. He's a fun guy to watch. One of the best players in baseball, so glad we get to see Mookie Betts up up close and personal. True, true. All right, well, then we're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, another edition of NS9 Live and also a um, special podcast coming out for you guys this week. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It should be, but we'll, uh, we'll be talking about the sticky stuff in baseball if that leads to anything here, so... Good stuff. Good stuff. (laughs) So we'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. Later.